Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum Podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This is our second day of Podmas, where we're putting out an episode every day in the lead up to Christmas this year. So you're hearing my voice for the second day in a row. How exciting. Today, we are going to look at Netflix's 270th film from 2020. It's the drama All Together Now. Directed by Brett Haley, it stars Aluli Cravolo, Justina Machado, Fred Armisen, Carol Burnett, Judy Reyes, Taylor Richardson, Renzi Feliz, Gerald Isaac Waters, and Anthony Jacques. I'm Jesse. I'm here solo. Apologies for the pronunciations of the names. I really, really struggle with our voice of uh, Moana. Apologies uh, straight up on the bat, and I'll try not to say the name again. Thanks for joining us. Hope you, you're keen on checking this film out. As always, if uh, you haven't seen this one and you're interested in in finding out this film, watching it, um, experiencing it, give us a pause. Come back a little bit later on because I'm going to spoil it uh, throughout this film. It's going to be hard to talk about this one without spoiling, spoiling it, I guess. So um, we do kick the show off with the fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So this one, it's about a homeless teenager who has to overcome more tragedies than any human has ever faced that's a, a big assumption by me my fast flicks but uh the tragedies and the the obstacles that uh this teenager has to face are, are pretty extraordinary in this film so we'll probably touch on that at various stages uh we'd like to talk about how this film ended up on netflix and, and the story behind it so i guess the the important thing is that this is actually based on a novel and the novel is called sorta like a Rockstar by matthew quick uh, this guy, Matthew Quick, is the author of The Silver Linings Playbook, which uh, has obviously been adapted into a film as well. Um, was sort of Oscar buzz for a while with uh, Bradley Cooper from memory, Robert De Niro. Um, Jennifer Lawrence was in that as well. This is off the top of my head. And uh, one of our Australian uh, stars, Jackie Weaver from memory, was in that too. So uh, same author as that. This is obviously a, a different genre. This is a, very much a, a teen story. So um, that's some interesting information. We have to go all the way back to August of 2013, where Fox Searchlight Pictures actually acquired the screen rights to the novel, sort of like a rock star. Um, they were going to produce, finance the film, and they had Temple Hill Entertainment and Gotham Group producing it with Laura Sandler and Amanda Harlib writing a film. We then go three years later to March of 2016, where it was announced that Miguel Arteta would direct the film with Old Parker writing the script. Then we go another year, so this is sort of stuck in a bit of development hell, I guess, because we go to July of 2017, where it was announced that Bryce Dallas Howard was going to then direct the film, um, with Fox Searchlight Pictures no longer being involved. Um, and then sort of some movement there, there was a bit of a scheduling conflict and we head to November of 2017 where Netflix uh, acquired the, the distribution rights to the film. They got Quick, the author of the, the novel, on board to write the screenplay and that's where we are today um, with Brett Haley directing this film. This has a had a working title of the novel name, sort of like a rock star. It's got a very long tagline. The tagline for this one is, when you're about to lose everything, a little hope can go a long way. So a little bit of a motivational tagline uh, for this one here, I guess. This was released on Netflix on the 28th of August, 2020. Um, it was filmed in October of 2019 in and around Portland, Oregon in America. So, um, you know, that plays a big part in this film, the, the location as well. Translations around the world in Spanish. This film is called Hope, That Thing with Feathers. <laughs> Interesting title. Hope plays a very big role in this, uh, in this film too. We'll probably talk about that in some uh, themes and ideas. In uh, Portuguese and Polish, it was called Almost a Rockstar. 
uh, that whole idea of a rock star, I'm not, uh, maybe the, the novel uh, portrays the character a little bit differently because I'm not sure that uh, our teen in this is necessarily a rock star. Uh, in Hungarian, it's called The Tour Bus of Hope, and that relates to our homeless teen living on a school bus, I guess. Uh, in Chinese, it's called The Optimistic Life on a School Bus. And the final one in Vietnamese, it's called Amber Star of Hope. So Amber being our main character, who we'll talk about very soon. What are the critics and audiences saying about this film? Rotten Tomato sits fresh at 68%. That's on 28 reviews, so a fair few uh, reviews there. The audience a little bit higher at 71%. That's on more than 100 ratings, so quite a few. IMDb, similar sort of uh, vein, 6.5 out of 10 on nearly 5,000 ratings. Letterboxd sits at a 3 out of 5 on nearly 7,000 ratings, being logged by nearly 10,000 though. Um, we've got some stats on Metacritic too. Sits on a 64 out of 100 on 11 critic reviews, so all sitting there around that 6.5 out of 10 or, or 6 um, six out of 10 as well. And then the audience, um, and that, that's obviously green, that's on the positive side on Metacritic, and the audience as well, very green, sits on an 8 out of 10 on 15 reviews, so fairly positive uh, consensus on this film. What are my early thoughts for this one? Um, I think like, this film had so much potential. It's got good performances. It's got a solid setup. But I sort of touched on it, the tragedies in this film. They just keep coming. There was no holding up on them. Uh, and it sort of became a bit too much for me. I mean, to believe that one person could manage and adapt to these situations, um, I mean, it just it just became too unbelievable for me. So uh, that's my critique so far of this one. The characters in this film, um, Amber. I mentioned on her before. She's our main, main character. She volunteers all her time. Um doing all sorts of stuff. She she teaches migrants English. She works at an old person's home where she, she builds this connection with this um, older lady called Joan and they have some good moments together. You know, she, she works well at school. She wants to be a singer. She's trying to get the grades and, and have this audition that's coming up to, to go to college for singing. And, you know, she also runs this variety um, show at school. She works part-time in a donut store to try and cover bills. Um, you know, just the, 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 there's so much going on for this teenager and I guess her, her solid um, grounding in this film is a, is a dog named Bobby um, and he's a constant and, and probably her um, coping mechanism to enable her to be so happy, like um, she's got very front, up front, she's very upfront with everyone and very considerate and very thoughtful and caring and, and, and you know, these are all really nice traits for someone who's going through so much behind the scenes too um, because, you know, this dog, it helped her deal with bad things in her life and, and part of those bad things, I guess, is that her dad's passed away and, and she's homeless um, and lives in a school bus with her mum and her mum's name's Becky and obviously, you know, she's she's dealing with these ideas of being a mother without her partner, they're helping her out. Um, she's homeless, she can't support her her daughter, she keeps falling back into this alcohol addiction almost and has this abusive boyfriend that probably fuels that a little bit. Um, his name's Oliver and, you know, she's trying to make ends meet by driving the school bus and, and using it as their house, but unfortunately has to keep going back and depending on Oliver. And, you know, she wants to be a good parent, but it's hard when you don't have the money to do that or the, the, the support mechanisms there as well. And I think she's very self-conscious as a parent too, um, especially about people judging her. And, and she just wants the best for her daughter. And we do see that throughout this film too. Um, the only other two people I sort of talk about, Ty, I need to talk about. And this, he's like a very big support for Amber throughout this film. He's, he's Amber's friend and, and, you know, sets off very early that he's got a crush on her. She's got a crush on him. She's always making him food and he's always driving because he's the only friend out of all their friends that, that has a license in a car, I guess. And, you know, he's he's in the performing arts world too, but he's got stage fright and, and Amber's trying to support him through this as well. Um, 
The other sort of best friend or good friend that Amber has is Ricky. Um, he's this autistic kid of Amber, um, and his mother Donna is also very supportive of Amber too at various stages in this film. So I think you know there's a lot of other there's good diversity in the friendship group and the friends that are a part of this, but they don't really have bigger roles than just supporting cast, I guess. Uh, the director for this one, Brett Haley. So Brett, we've we've done a. Sh- uh, podcast on one of his films already on the netflix catalog he directed all the bright places uh, another teen film so knows how to do these films um also the film the hero with sam elliott from a couple of years ago so it has a, a couple of big films under his belt too all right let's talk about some scenes what are some scenes that stood out what are some things i didn't like i think to start off with there's some good moments i think amber um there's a moment where you know she has to stay at, at donna's house uh because she realizes her mum's drinking again, back with this boyfriend that, that she just can't stand. And so they, they sort of set up this meeting um, at Donna's house where her mum comes along. Um, and, you know, the, the, there's this idea that, you know, she's staying there with Donna until her mum leaves this, this abusive um, relationship. Great little performances back and forth about trying to keep things together. And, and as a mother, the idea of things never being enough. Um, so that, that was a nice little moment too there. Some strong female performances there. The other thing that really stood out for me, I think, was the, the last scene of this film. We see Amber. Um, everything's worked out for it. Well, not everything's worked out because she's had some pretty traumatic stuff. But, you know, she's on the right path, the right track. In this last scene, we see Amber goes back to the old people's home to see Joan. And earlier in the film, um, you know, Joan's this grumpy old woman. And she's like, you know... Um, I'm going to make you cry sort of thing. And, and Amber's always like, nah, nah, you're not. And then uh, Joan pulls out this photo of Amber on stage with her crying and, and says, I told you I'd make you cry. It was just a really nice moment that I enjoyed too. Uh, what, what are some things that I didn't like? I think um, Ricky, I mentioned before, Ricky is Amber's friend. They tried to make him like a stand-up comedian at times, I guess. He did jokes about eggs and dogs. Sorry, didn't land for me. Didn't find them humorous. Uh, Ty, the friend, you know, he, to try and help Amber, he takes her to the, their family's big holiday house out in the middle of nowhere and, um, you know, he's got this piano so that Amber can practice her singing and she sings. And I'm not sure we needed this whole song to to prove that in the middle of the film that Amber could sing. I, I feel like it was a wasted opportunity or a poor placement of a song in the middle of the film. The mum, and this is, this is going to spoiler territory quite a lot here, um, Becky, she dies in a car accident. So Amber's already lost her mum. Now she loses, sorry, already lost her dad. Now she loses her mum. It's just too much. The same with, then we find out that her dog's really sick and has to go to the vet. And it was just like, I, just pile upon pile of bad stuff for this poor kid. Um, Amber, you know, trying to, you know, we see this transition in the back half of the film of her being angry, angry with the world, which is completely understandable. But she has these arguments and, and disagreements that just felt a bit unneeded, especially um, you know, the guilt, she feels this guilt about her mum's death because she had this argument with her and, and you know, Ty's trying to be supportive and, you know, her line about was like, you know, I, I went to your holiday house when my mum needed me. It, it was just laughable because that wasn't, you know, he was doing that to support her in the first place. I think um, Mr. Franks is the teacher and his advice to her as a student was something like, you know, use the pain that you're feeling, channel it, uh, put it into a song. That's what an artist does. You're an artist. I just laughed. I thought that was really poor. Um, Amber storms off on Donna for trying to be her mum. A bit icky because Donna was only trying to help. And then at the same time, they have the son, Ricky, there, who we, we know struggles with social interactions, but he sort of does this line about, you know, um, not understanding what she was saying or not getting it. I, we didn't, as an audience, we knew what was happening. We didn't need that um, on the screen. I just felt poor about that. Amber, Amber was horrible to tie again, not just once, but twice. And then that variety show at the end, I get it. It's a nice sort of feeling, but 
they were trying to raise money and they had these screens like sort of keeping the tally on like this um you know telephone to to raise money for amber and just the, the, the digital screen that they had with the money on there it's really poorly done um yeah, apologies what was this film trying to say what are some themes my ideas obviously i touched on this before hope the idea of hope especially in times of grief and loss sometimes it's really hard to find but you've got to persevere you've got to go through um this film does focus on homelessness too and I, you know a lot of stuff about this film is about the high percentage of people in america that are homeless and you know it's obviously a big factor in a lot of people's lives and, and something that you know it's nice to see highlighted to make people actually think about those that are that are less off fortunate than themselves um good-hearted people too amber is a good-hearted person and you know she perseveres through um you know and, and faces tough circumstances this is a nice message because taking care of people should be a prior priority in in the world and no matter what we should be taking care of others so i think that's a nice thing too and it's still that idea of tragedies you know they don't have to be faced alone you you can use the people around you to support you um, because life is precious and you need to enjoy it you need to to roll with it and, and continue it and and i know that's hard to, to do at times when when there's tough things that are happening, but I think that's a nice little message to take out of it too. All right, what did I take away from this film? I think uh, I'm going to butcher her name again, but um, Lil Cravalo, I think she's great. I th you know, um, she does a really good job because it's a tough gig to do. The second half of the film comes and she's got to change from this bright, bubbly character that we've enjoyed, and she does it. So credit to her. Put into the hands of other actors her age. It could have been a disaster. So got to give her credit where credit's due for that too. Um, we have a segment where... We say, hey, do we jump on IMDb at all to check anyone out that we saw on screen that we think we may have recognized? Um, for me, like, uh, I didn't need to because there were so many recognizable faces in this film that I was just like, I know you from this, I know you from that. And, you know, it was nice just to see these familiar faces. So Becky, um, the mum, like, just, um, I was like, oh, she's from that Netflix show, that, uh, One Day at a Time, this remake of a, a sitcom that I really enjoyed. Um, the idea of Carol Burnett, you know, you see her, you see her on the screen as Joan, just to see her face on the screen, like Carol Burnett's in a Netflix film, up. and then also Ricky's mum, Carla, um, you know, from Scrubs. So, um, sorry, Ricky's mum is Carla from Scrubs, uh, which which is nice as well. So nice familiar faces. All right, I ready to wrap this up. Let's bring this all together. Give the film a rating out of five. For me, I mean, it's got some good moments, but you know, there's this, I mentioned this before. There's too many traumatic events that sort of bring this down and makes it really unbelievable. Um, so it sort of meant that any sort of emotional connection that I was supposed to feel wasn't there. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I was just crying on end with this. I was just like, oh, oh, this what again? Oh, so not the worst film. I'm giving it two and a half out of five. So so sits there at two and a half out of five. As always, we are on socials. We've got Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly known as Twitter. We put a question out there for the week with the episode. For this one, just wanted to sort of, in, in relation to Amber, why is it so hard to accept help from others? You know, I know it's probably a, a combination of trauma and, and negativity that surrounds events, and it, you know, maybe you're not in the mindset to be able to accept help from others, but I think that's a general thing in, in life is sometimes, you know, people wanna be able to do things on their own. They wanna prove themselves, and it's really hard to be like, cool, I actually need help in this situation. I need someone to, step in and support me and um even though we're often willing to help others it's really hard to take that help on ourselves so i think that's a nice little thought um we're back tomorrow obviously we're back tomorrow <laughs> we're going to get through this uh christmas period but tomorrow we've got a, another film from 2020 this one is a spanish thriller called unknown origins or origenes secretos it's uh, directed by david gallon galindo and stars javier ray veronica Echugu, and braze f that's what we've got tomorrow intrigued interested let's give it a crack Hope you're enjoying this festive season. I'll see you tomorrow.